please excuse the background noise in this episode. I'm going to be vulnerable with y'all and just say I had a spa appointment. I did not want to miss it or bring this episode late. So, I girl did what she got to do. I also included a lot of quotes for this topic because these quotes really helped me. And if you're a quote lover like me, girl, get out that paper, get that pen. You want to write these down. Hello, 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 and welcome to Shine Like the Sun. I am your host, Sunshine, and today I want to talk to you guys about something that's very prevalent in our community and in the world in general. I'm always getting questions on how to deal with it, what to do when you get it, and that problem is anxiety. The first thing I want to say about anxiety is if you have it, do not feel alone because it is actually extremely common. Doctors actually refer to it as the common code of mental illnesses. And don't get me wrong, hear me out. We may be agreeing and I may just be saying it in a ruder way than you expect. But I actually don't believe mental illnesses exist. And I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this. I don't know it. I'm someone who used to suffer. I would wake up and I'll have panic attacks where my heart would be palpitating. I was thinking I was going to die. I actually had to see a therapist because of it. And before you're like, well, isn't that a mental illness? Like I said, bear with me. Let's start off by saying what exactly is anxiety? Anxiety is basically just a constraint of emotions you get from overthinking anxiety is not the same as depression anxiety is thinking about the future depression is thinking about the past they're opposites a quote from khalil gibran says our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future but from wanting to control it and fear and anxiety aren't the same thing either Fear comes from a known or understood threat. Like, you know something bad's going to happen. Like, you know you're going to get a spanking because you did something bad, you know? But anxiety comes from an unknown or poorly defined threat. You're anxious because you don't know what to expect. <laughs> Fear and anxiety, they both produce similar responses, but that doesn't make them the same thing because, actually, anxiety and enthusiasm produce the same responses your body your brain your mind cannot tell the difference between you being anxious and you being excited so when you're anxious like i said your heart starts palpitating your heart beats really fast you might start sweating your thoughts start racing all that your adrenaline starts pumping but the same thing happens when you're excited so when you're feeling anxious the next time say you're feeling anxious to go to a party you're having social anxiety instead of feeding and going on the hamster wheel of oh i'm anxious i'm anxious change the story say i'm so excited oh my heart is beating because i'm so excited i'm so happy i can't wait to go to this party change the story you change the outcome dan millman said you don't have to control your thoughts you just have to stop letting them control you you get anxiety from anticipating about something that might happen and look at how ridiculous that sounds you are living so into the future that it's affecting your present emotions, affecting your present experiences, affecting your present self. You deserve better than that. Why are you doing that to yourself? You don't have to. That's the thing about it is you don't have to. And it's not your fault that it's happening to you. But it's your fault if you know it's a problem and you continue to live that way. You continue to live with it. It's solvable. Everything is fixable. Every problem comes from the mind and the body. Okay, your soul is always perfect. Your soul is always 
100% whole, healthy, wealthy, wise, perfect. It's your body that becomes ill. It's your mind that becomes anxious, scared, just fucked up and ill. But your soul is always centered and aligned. And that's the point of spirituality. And that's what meditation teaches you. Meditation is you connect with your aligned and center self. That's just what it is. You're always aligned. You're always centered. You always have the ability to be aligned and centered. The same way you always have the ability to always be depressed. Some people can always be angry. Some people can always be happy. Like me. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, it's where you decide to put your mind at. So where's your mind at? And if you're listening to this, nine times out of ten, your mind isn't where you want it to be at. So let's fix it. <laughs> when I was suffering from my anxiety attacks the most, I noticed I was drinking a lot. I was partying a lot. And it made me just really, like, strain myself. Which is funny because the root word of the word worry is strain. Because worry brings a strain to your chakras, your emotions. I always take things spiritually because once the energy in your body is not flowing freely, nothing in your life will also flow freely. Okay? We get anxiety from worrying. Worrying about things that might probably could have possibly happened. And a study was done that said that. 80% of the things people had anxiety over, the things people were anxious and panicking over, it never even happened. And another thing is 75% of the people who had the things come through that they were anxious about said that the thing that they were anxious about wasn't as bad as they thought it would be. Like, they're like, I worried for no reason. I got it over in five minutes. Life can be that easy. We make it harder. We make it harder through our thoughts. But like I said, it's not your fault. Everybody, the way of the world is makes it so that we have to live that way. You can never just relax. You're seen as lazy. You have to take the next step. After you graduate sixth grade, you go to seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, college, get a job, get your master's. It's like there's always something to do. We don't live in a society that values just being at peace. There's always a ladder. And it makes us anxious. We got to keep up. Every day there's a new software upgrade. Every day you got to learn something. Every day there's a new TikTok trend to learn. It makes us anxious. But the only way you can fix anxiety or any mental illness, this goes for depression, ADHD, is by mastering your mind. Mindfulness. And this is not my opinion. It's not me just saying, hey, this is what I do. This is scientifically proven through multiple researches. People who don't believe in spirituality, people who do believe in spirituality, they all say mastering your breath, mastering your mind is the way to get out of anxiety. I had a friend who told me that he wanted to check himself into a a mental hospital because of his anxious anxious thoughts. And I was like, I've been to a psychiatric hospital. They're not going to tell you anything differently than what Deepak Chakra is going to tell you. And he was like, well, no, they're going to give me tools and facilities. Like, they're going to teach you how to do deep breaths. They're going to let you talk out your problems and journal it out. They're going to have you do everything that's also mindful activities. You don't need to get doped up to forget your problems. You don't need a Xanax to go to sleep. You can quiet your mind by yourself. And as part of our quick fix population, our quick fix country, we don't want to take the time to do 
<laughs> we don't want to take the time to master our mind, to know ourselves, to go through our demons, to fight all our bullshit. We just want to take a pill and have it all go away. That's lazy and immature. Let's stop that. You know that our brains cannot focus on multiple things at a time. We all know that you can't really multitask. So when you're having an anxiety attack, all you're doing is basically just focusing on something and going deeper and deeper and deeper. The reason for thoughts, its goal is for you to think about it more and more. So when you get a bad thought and you go and dive deeper and deeper and then you start panicking more and more, you feel the anxiety attack coming. It doesn't just boom out of nowhere. You're on the floor having an anxiety attack. No, you feel it. Your breath gets... And when you start feeling that, just take a second to pause and realize I'm here right now. Tish Nathan says, smile, breathe, and go slowly. I'm not in that public speech I have to give. I'm not in that date that I'm nervous about. I'm here right now. Everything is fine right now. I'm my stomach is full. Even if I am hungry, I can go and get food. I got a roof over my head. I'm fine right now. So what is there to worry about? What is there to be anxious about right now? And it's not just going to be easy. Like one day you snap your fingers. You're like, I, I never have anxiety attacks anymore. But the more you do it consistently, the more you rewire your brain. You have to rewire your brain because you have been programmed to do bullshit and re- react in bullshitty ways. And just, it's your reptilian part of our brain. Our brains haven't evolved very much <laughs> since our caveman years. Our bodies might have, but our brains haven't. So our, the, there, we have the primal brain and the reptilian brain. And our reptilian brain, it's like, I have to anticipate the future so I avoid danger. The reason we think this way, the reason we do worry, because back in the day, we had to. We had to worry about if this berry was poisonous. We had to worry about if this snake would kill us. But we don't have the same amount of problems as we had back then, but our brain still worries and thinks the same way that thinks back then. So we had to upgrade the software and rewire it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of self-discipline, but it's worth it. Ever since I started really practicing spirituality, I haven't had anxiety attacks. I haven't had panic attacks. I have felt anxious, but once I feel it, it's like, no, shut up. (laughs) I am God. Because that's the ultimate point of meditation, is to remind you that you are God. It's not for you to look cute and sit in a lotus position and go, oh, I'm so zen. No. It's to remind you, and it's not for you to just, you know, people want to meditate and become enlightened so they have superpowers and they can levitate and stuff. That's cool. I mean, that's part of the reason I do, but that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal for meditation is to dive so deep into your inner self and your higher self, and then you remember you are nothing less. I don't call my higher self my future self because that's my present self right now, right here. I'm not higher self. I may not be embodying that character right now, but ultimately, I am my higher self the same way I am source. I am God. I am the universe. And when you meditate, when you go into a deep meditation, you realize that 
because you're so deep within yourself. You're like, damn, I do not end. I'm infinite. I'm dynamic. I'm, I have bazillions and trillions of light years inside of me. You see that within your own eyes. So it's like, what can I be anxious about? <laughs> what? What can you be anxious about when you are God? <laughs> and that's why I say mental illnesses don't really exist. Because what can I be depressed about when I am God? And don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I understand the effects of trauma. I understand schizophrenic people. I understand people. I understand people are born with chemical imbalances in their brain. I understand that people inherit mental illnesses. I understand that people can't control their anger easier. But the same way you can't do something, the same way you learn, the same way I can't fucking roller skate, that's the same way I can learn to roller skate tomorrow. It might not even be tomorrow, but I can start trying tomorrow. And by a year, I will be a lot better than roller skating than I would be now if I never tried or never attempted it in my life. What I'm trying to say is I get that it's hard to balance your brain. I have been doing this for four years. <laughs> and I am nowhere close to where I thought I would be by now. I understand it's not easy. It's a challenge. But take this challenge up. If you are going to do anything with your life, this is the biggest reward. This is the main thing you should put your effort into. Yourself. Building yourself. Building your character. Remember who the fuck you are. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be added unto you. I'm a spiritual, I'm not Christian, but what I translate that to in a non-religious way is focus on having a good connection with God and everything in your life will work out. If you are spiritually aligned and you're centered in yourself, how can you have relationship problems? How can you get angry? How can you have any other problem? You are God. So it's like, just do it. <laughs> just do it. It makes everything work out. How, do, how, how does my life so breezy? How, how am I so quote unquote lucky? It's my sis source. She got my back with everything. Because I put in the effort. I put in the strength, I put in the time, the energy to show, hey, I'm here for you. I want to be with you. I want to be one with you. I want to be connected with you. I want a friendship with you. The same way I put in effort in my relationships, my family and my friends, and it turns out good. I have good friendships. Same way I put in all this effort into source. Me and source are best friends. Period. Put an in effort into your whatever limiting belief you had whatever, that you can't get over this, that you can't do this, that this is too hard. Put energy into that. Put love into that and watch it blossom. Watch it flourish. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> so, yes, I understand people who are fucked up because of trauma, but it's all in their mind. Two people go into the same war. One person comes out fine, one person is scarred for life. Because one person was mentally able to handle it, the other person was not mentally able. I am not blaming that person for not being unable to be mentally balanced enough to handle it. I am saying that they can learn how to be mentally balanced. Everybody can. And the military is starting to realize this too. Do you know that the military used to offer programs for veterans who were scarred from war or service? that they had meditation and yoga programs for the veterans. But now, 
they start offering a program for soldiers before they go into war. Because they found out that it's better to have them mentally prepared for it and mentally sound enough to handle it than to come back and treat their, mentally, their mind when it's already fucked up from it. It's easier. It's better. It saves them time. It saves us more fucked up soldiers. Oh, it's 555. Five, five. I did check the time right now. It's 555. Five, five. So, yes, anyone can do it. It's not a superpower. God did not make me more mentally capable, mentally stronger than anyone else. Stronger than you, mentally weaker, and say, well, you're just going to have to live with it, buddy. I may be more mentally able and mentally resilient to handle disasters (laughs) than someone who is bipolar or schizophrenic. But situations can turn people into that. Something can make someone schizophrenic. Trauma can. And the same way something can make someone schizophrenic. And the same way something can make someone not schizophrenic. But every problem is a solution. And this is the solution, mindfulness. God did not make me good at math or good at making a podcast. I learned how to. You can learn how to do anything. There's a song I loved growing up as a kid. It goes, anything you can do, I can do better. Because I honestly believe if I put in the time, the energy, and the effort into whatever the fuck I want to do, I'm going to be the best at it. No ifs, ands, buts are because, and it's not just me. Anyone can do it. Consistency beats talent. Someone can be born a talented artist. If they only draw once a week for an hour, but you draw every day for three hours, over time you're going to be better. And you put in the work, you're going to be better. Who cares if they were born like Michelangelo? You'd be better if you want to be. People don't realize that. They get anxious. People are telling me, oh, I want to start my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur. But I get anxious just thinking about how to start. Girl, why are you thinking so deep? <laughs> when I first made my first podcast episode, I didn't even have a mic. I just said, I have something I want to talk about. I have a phone. I have a record button. Okay, I listened to that first episode. How can I improve? Get a mic. After that, how can I improve? Make an intro. After that, how can I improve? Make a website. I was like... You take it one step at a time. If you approach everything, like, I want to be a billionaire. How do I make the best company in the world? I want, I have to wait till everything's perfect to do it. I'm anxious thinking about, you're not going to get everything done. You're not going to get anything done. Do you think about that when you brush your teeth? Oh, my God, I want my teeth clean, but I have to t- brush my tongue. and brush. Like, girl, you pick up your brush, first step, wet your brush. If you do, you better do. Second step, put the toothpaste, third step. You do step by step. Do you think about that to take a shit? <laughs> no, everything step by step. Do everything like that step by step. When you're at line one, anticipating what's going to happen at line 4,000, of course you're going to be anxious. That's terrifying. I would be too. But so be at line one, thinking about line one. If you got a, extra time, you may think about line two. But ultimately... All you should be focusing on is the present moment. And that's why I say mindfulness is the key to everything. Because when you're so in the moment, in the zone, you cannot be anxious. You cannot be upset. You cannot be. When you're in the zone, when you're focused on the present moment, when you're being mindful. And that's all that mindfulness is. Mindfulness is just doing one thing at a time. It's no spooky, spiritual, ooh, type shit. It's just when you're drinking coffee, 
you think picking this coffee up, putting it to my mouth, drinking, smelling this coffee, tasting this coffee, it's hot. Oh, I like it. That's what mindfulness is. You're focused on that coffee. It's not picking this coffee up, but also you're driving, and also you're thinking about what you have to do in two hours, and you're also... That's just the, that's the only thing mindfulness is. Being in the present moment and everything that you're doing. Because when you're in the present moment, you're riding the universal flow. Ooh! Flows are really important. You ride the universal flow. When you balance your breathing and do six deep breaths in the morning, do six deep breaths in the morning, and approach the morning with gratitude, approach the day with a positive energy, you're going to be riding the universal flow. And that's very important to know. When I talk about flows more, you'll know that flows are the secret to having a good day, a bad day, a good life, and a bad life. Because say you stub your toe when you first wake up. And when you first wake up, it's really important what you do. A morning routine is really important. Because when you stub your toe the first morning, and then you say with all your energy, ah, oh, today sucks. Today's just going to be a bad day. You see that every day. This rest of the day, boom, boom, boom. One thing could happen after another. You spill your coffee, you lose your keys. The entire energy is riding that flow you made earlier. It's going to be a bad day. And you can also go through alternative flows. If you're in a bad day, say you ride the bus to work or school, and people on the bus are in a bad mood, everybody's just in a flow of negativity. You don't have to ride that flow just because they on it. Ride the alternative flow. You can pick that and choose that. But it, it, if you have an anxiety attack, you can't do that. Yet. That's big. That's big girl stuff. Let's let's stick to just learning how to <laughs> control our thoughts. Yeah, let's let's stick to step one. You know, like I said, let's look at line one. I'm looking at line seven right now. Having an anxiety attack is just letting your mind get the best of you. Stop being so small. Robert Elliot says, rule number one is don't sweat the small stuff. Rule number two is it's all small stuff. <laughs> I cannot deal with unnecessary stress. Steve Marbley also says, <clears throat> I promise you, nothing is as chaotic as it seems. Nothing is worth diminishing your health. Nothing is worth poisoning yourself into stress, anxiety, and fear. And I say that out of love. You're too powerful for that. Not mistake. I see the God in you. The God in me sees the God in you. And the God in me doesn't like the fact that the God in you is having an anxiety attack. You're a God. <laughs> that upsets me. And I want us all to do better because it's becoming so much more prevalent. Seven years old, seven year old kids are having anxiety attacks. What the fuck does a seven year old kid gotta worry about? Dead ass. It's like, yo, when I was a seven year old kid, I didn't even know what tomorrow or yesterday was. <laughs> I was just thinking about bullshit happening in the present moment. Kids are supposed to be mindful. And just the fact that kids are dealing with this shit makes me more like, we need to talk about this and get this shit under control now. Because that's why people are doing bad things. A lot of people don't know how to deal with their trauma, deal with their anxiety, deal with all that strain of emotions. So what else do you expect them to do? They're going to numb it out. They numb it out. It gets worse. It gets clogged. That that constraint I was mentioning earlier, 
a constraint of energy just it's just a bigger knot getting bigger and bigger and bigger and tighter until eventually it's gonna explode out of nowhere and fuck your life up so instead of letting it explode let's breathe it in and let it out breathe it in and let it out what do you do when you have an anxiety attack there's something Tara Brack this lady, this beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous, mother-like soul. If you have mummy issues, go to Tara Brack. She has this way of dealing with anything. It's called rain, and it's the best thing I found out there. People use halt. People use us, but rain is the best for me. It stands for, first of all, ah, recognize. Recognize what's going on. I'm feeling anxious right now. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy to say it. It's how you're feeling. Express it. Scream it to the fucking window. Oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. Okay. Our A. A is for allow. And yes, I'm remembering this as I'm saying this right now. <laughs> I don't use notes for this podcast. I'm just talking to you guys. A is allow. Recognize allow. Let it be. Because one thing about mindfulness is that it can make you more anxious. <laughs> And when you're aware that you're having anxiety, that can make you more anxious. Oh no, I'm having anxiety. Do people know I'm having anxiety? Are people looking at me? Did it make me worry? <laughs> this happens to me so many times when I'm in public having an anxiety attack. I think everybody's on me. I'm just freaking out. But instead of doing that, <sighs> okay, I'm having an anxiety attack. That is fine. An amazing quote I love very much by Wayne Dyer says, you can't always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside. Allow it, let it happen. Control what goes on inside. You are in control. Allow it. Hi, anxiety. How, how are you? It's been a while since you visited me, or you can say you've come here often now. <laughs> But then you go from R-A-I, investigate. Hi, anxiety, how are you? But why are you here? Why am I anxious? What's going on? I'm anxious because, I don't know, I got in trouble at school. My mom is going to be mad at me. Hmm, yes, that is a problem. But why are you scared right now? Well, being anxious and being sad and crying and just freaking out right now, will it help the situation in the future? Will it somehow stop it? No. Then all you're doing is putting yourself through it twice. All you're doing is putting yourself through it twice. When it happens, be in that moment. You're going to be in that moment. So since it's not helping, let's be in this moment. Investigate. Then there's N, nurture, nurture just because you say you don't have to be here, I mean, you have to be here. Oh my God! Remember, th- treat your emotions like a person. How would you treat your best friend or your daughter? You don't have to be here, but it's okay. Stay here as long as you need to. It's okay. I love you. I accept you, just how you are. Anxiety. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me for having you here. It's okay. Hush, little baby. Don't you cry. Don't you be anxious. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. I've been through worse. It's okay. We're bigger. We're stronger. We are gods. It's okay, anxiety. And then you'll notice anxiety is gone. Because your emotions are spirits. Everything is a fucking spirit. <laughs> your emotions are spirits. Make them feel good. And they'll make you feel good. And with that, 
I want to bid all my beautiful listeners adieu. Thank you all for your gorgeous awareness. Thank you for your attention. I value it more than anything in the world. If you enjoyed this episode, if you learned anything, if if I've helped you in any way, shape, or form, please, please, please remember to share this. Like it. Follow me wherever you're listening. Please, that's the only way we can grow and help other people because people need to know this. People need to know that they, they can do anything. Okay? Okay, I trust in you, bestie. I love you, bestie. I love you so much, bestie. You're bigger than you think you are, bestie. Everything's gonna be okay, bestie. Mwah.